Hey friends, I am super excited to tell you what I did. I created a quiz to determine your superpower as a special educator. Because in case you didn't know it, this job requires superhuman abilities. Not everyone can do what we do, whether it's mega amounts of patience, outstanding organizational skills, or the ability to effectively run a team. We all have something that stands out as a strength. You can go to www.spedprepacademy.com slash quiz to find out what your special educator superpower is today. You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferberg, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. If I had to pinpoint one thing that has made the biggest impact on the success of the special education program at my school, I would have to say that it's mindset. Now, you might be rolling your eyes right now thinking, oh great, yet another person talking about mindset. And I agree, it has become one of those buzzwords that you probably hear on a weekly, if not daily basis, and it seems to be seeping into every field possible. But did you ever think why? If you stop and think about it, or if we want to get meta, if you change your mindset about your mindset, you will actually see that in making little shifts in the way we do things, we are actually able to make great progress. So today I want to explain how I shifted my mindset of my job to that of a CEO and how shifting the way I think made me so much happier and made my department run so much more efficiently and effectively. And then I want to give you the three tips to become the CEO of your classroom or program as well. Being a special education teacher is a lot like being a CEO when you think about it. CEOs make hundreds of decisions every day. They lead a team and guide their team to reach big goals. CEOs thrive when they know that their businesses are making a difference in the world and they know when they need to monitor and adjust. They run their business using standard operating procedures and they clearly communicate the expectations to those who work within the company. And that is exactly how my co-teacher and I run our department. We make hundreds of decisions every day. A schedule is always changing or a behavior gets out of hand or a para is sick or a student is having a meltdown over what's for lunch. It's always something. So much so that when I get home from work, I don't want to make any decisions whatsoever, least of all what we're having for supper. We also thrive when our students are making progress. And if they aren't, we know how to monitor and adjust the instruction in order to get them where we want them to go. We have systems and procedures in place of what needs done, who needs to do it, and when it should be completed. And we communicate with our staff every day about changes in routines, problems that arise, and both big and small wins that need celebrated. But it hasn't always been this way. So let me go back a little bit and tell you about the hot mess my department used to be. Before changing to a CEO mentality, I was still in the same role, a special education teacher with a partner teacher, And sometimes there were three or four of us teachers and probably six to 10 paras at any given time. We still had lots of decisions to make, but those decisions were made hastily and without much thought, which caused issues of making a decision for one para and then making a different decision for another. Our students made progress, but the documentation of that progress lacked in organization. We had few to no systems in place, and it was a hassle any time a para was gone to figure out who was going to cover, and the paras did not feel supported, so of course no one was going to step up and volunteer to help anyone else out. 
There was no accountability within the department to follow rules and policies, and there was no team culture. Needless to say, I was burned out, frustrated, and tired. And although in retrospect, I attributed my lack of enthusiasm for the job to student behaviors and para-behaviors, but it wasn't their fault at all. The fault lied with me. You know the saying, the captain always goes down with the ship. Well, I sure did feel like my ship was sinking. But in 2015, exactly 20 years after I had first became a teacher within that program, something clicked with me. I knew my poor leadership skills had taken me on a path that I no longer wanted to follow, and I knew that there had to be a better way. It was this year that I found my voice as a strong leader and started my journey to become the CEO of my classroom. And even though I couldn't put a label on it at that point, I knew great things were ahead of us. So by implementing these three little changes and course correcting my mindset, we now have a strong department that operates like a well-oiled machine or as well as any SPED department can operate. So if you are wanting to improve your leadership abilities and breathe new life into your department, I have three quick ways to do just that. The first is to get those standard operating procedures into place, otherwise known as systems and routines. As teachers, it's something we naturally do for our students, so why don't we do it for our paras? I always expected that because they are adults, they should instinctively know the best methods for instructing students and extinguishing or replacing behaviors. I thought that everyone knew to pick their battles with a child and that some children must have even the easiest of skills modeled for them. But paraprofessionals don't know what they don't know, meaning they haven't received the intensive education and training that goes with being a certified special education teacher. Teaching the systems and procedures you have in place within your department and why you have those systems and procedures in place is one of the best ways to set your team up for success. The second tip is to communicate. If you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this. Clearly communicate your expectations. Write down your non-negotiables and have each pair a sign that they understand. And then keep on communicating every single day. Like I said before, a hundred little things are going to come up each day. But guess what? I don't have to be the only person with the answers. When you operate as a team, you empower others and they can help support you and can be an extension of you when you aren't readily available. My department uses an app called GroupMe. It's basically a text group where we can all communicate at once. So just in case Junior's backpack has gone missing, I don't have to take the time to track it down. Another pair can quickly reply that they left it outside the bathroom door and voila, problem solved. And the third tip is to evaluate and adjust. Just as businesses do and as we do with our students, we also have to evaluate what's working within our department and what's not working and figure out better systems and routines. We also owe it to our staff to evaluate their job performance and make adjustments based on strengths and weaknesses in the form of specialized training. Don't assume that by giving your paras a one-size-fits-all training on how to use a visual schedule, that all of them are going to understand it and follow it. I truly believe that if you adjust your mindset and implement these three tips, that your department will be running more efficiently and more effectively in no time, and you will be seen as the CEO who made it happen. If you are enjoying this podcast and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. 
And I'd love it if you join us in the Private Sped Prep Academy Facebook community. We are just getting started, but it's a safe space where special educators and related service providers can talk shop. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.